Welcome back to the Cross the Line podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed part one of my interview with all the gentlemen from True Laundry Detergent, Mr. Ali Muhammad, Abdur Shahid, and Malik Saleem. Um, real quick before we get back to part two, I want to thank Miss Charlene Davis from Charlene's Home Cooking, who helped make this interview possible. Also, my friends and family from SUV TV, Mr. Marcus Burnett, for also being a great um, friend and mentor for making this interview possible. Also, Miss Solundi Hammond, aka Miss Sue Ham, aka the Thug Motivator herself. She's a wonderful person, great human being. She leaves a lot of motivation. Make sure you guys check her out. Solundi Hammond Entertainment, Sue Ham Entertainment. So, thank you guys again for supporting us being a great sponsor and also everyone else who keeps supporting the podcast thank you so much um so i hope you guys enjoyed part one i know these gentlemen left a lot of information a lot of jewels it'll be the same thing in part two so without further ado let's get back to it so of course i feel like he's being blackballed by the nfl and unfortunately it looks like he he may not get another chance but and i'm not sure i'm sure if you gentlemen have followed up but now um Jay Z has kind of he was he was telling entertainers not you know perform at the Super Bowl and things like that, but now he's come to some kind of agreement to to do some some stuff in in football and you know, in the NFL partnering up with. Him. Did you did you gentlemen or did you gentlemen hear about that situation? About yeah. Yes. Did, did you feel um what was your thoughts about Jay Z partnering up with the NFL, seeing that how they treated you? The same way it goes, man. People have to have the freedom of speech. Freedom of doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. We can't. Uh, we can't just. Uh, every time a person do something, we are against it. Let the people. Uh, this is my position. If Jay Z want to partner with an NFL team, he earned the right to do that. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't put a lot of energy on that. Our energy should be put on how can we make our community better. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree. I, I feel like people were kind of giving Jay Z a bad rap, because um, I, I was I'm one of the people who say I want to see what he does. My best friend asked me about it, and I was like, I want you know, don't just cancel him out. I just say I want to see, give him a chance, see what he's doing. Because maybe if we have somebody in those rooms in those meetings, yeah. because those are just to be honest, there's this older white men, and I don't feel like they don't care about our the issues going on in the African American community. I have to say this now. You got the entertainers, you got football player, basketball player, baseball player. They make millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. How many of those dollars are spent in the African American community? Very little. That's a, that's a so point. you I'm not gonna be in watching football and say, okay, well, these people are doing this and doing that. And they bring nothing back to the community. Mm-hmm. Across the board. You don't ever come in, they'll go into Buckhead and build up a subdivision in Buckhead. Of Atlanta to make the white area look better, but you won't see them come to the West End and invest money in the West End. Mm-hmm. Land is land. I don't care where it's actually. Absolutely. And, and some of them, some of them, they do it, but like you were saying, very, very few, few, very few, very few. come back to their communities. So that's why I'm hoping with with Jay Z in there, maybe he can go in and make a difference. Maybe we'll get more black ownership, and then they can do more things into the community. Because I just felt like honestly that those. The older men that are the owners of the NFL teams now, they don't they don't even care about their players that's on their team. They don't care if they get hurt because when they get hurt, they cut them. They don't give them guaranteed contract. So of course, if they don't care about the own their own players on their teams right now, they're not gonna care about going into our communities because they they never have to worry about living that way. To me, it's like a modern day gladiator. Europeans sit out there and have fun, pay 
hate of people who watch them dance and hurt each other. So that's my position on sports. Yeah. So, so what, what what would it be like if the athletes, entertainers, and all say got together right and say, "Hey, we're gonna start a chain of supermarkets, so we can have some dignity where we know we just had our own grocery stores to go." That would that would be something big. Like it will help these our communities. Right. I mean, that's what that's what people do who go and make money like that. They come back and make jobs and do things in that community. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I'm not saying they all of them. Not, all of them not doing it, but they got to start looking at why can't we have a chain of grocery store with a name on it that we put on there? Absolutely. And, right. and we brand that instead of us going running to somebody else's brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll wear Gucci and all this other stuff, designer stuff. And something like, just like with Gucci, people, when they had the, the, uh, the black face and we started boycotting them, like we see entertainers boycotting them for like a few months. And then after that, they went back to wearing it again. So it's yes. like, what, what are we doing? Like, why are we still invested? And then when they showed us like how much they care about us, they don't, they don't value our lives. They don't care about the stuff that our ancestors went through. They still do it. And then the entertainers still go out and still buy. Brothers gonna take the grassroots people, like all of us in this room, to change African Americans. They're not gonna change it. Mm-hmm. You take people like us to change it. It only take a few. So don't take the minute. Take a few to change. I, w- I want to talk about another entertainer. <clears throat> um, and I actually saw when you, you gentlemen had it posted on your uh, your True Laundry Church page, um, Nipsey Hussle. Um, he passed away. Unfortunately, he was in his, his own neighborhood in, in uh, Slauson, Crenshaw Slauson. And uh, he was he was gunned down by uh, another, I believe, a uh, gang member. But uh, he was somebody that invested in this community. He, he wanted to provide opportunities. And um, are you gentlemen familiar with, with Nipsey? Yeah, he, um, and it, that was one of the first entertainers that it, it really bothered me because I, I look at him and the things that he was doing for his community and putting people in position. And he was all about ownership from, from the get go and, you know, owning the rights to your music. Because when you sign these deals, these labels have your music. And he was saying how Basically, you slaving for them because they're making all this money off of you when you yes. put in all the work. So right. he was somebody that that valued ownership and valued his community. He went back and bought the block, um, the corner where he um he used to uh, hustle in. But um, Nipsey was one of those guys. How how did they affect you hearing about his passing and, and the thing? How did it make you feel to see the stuff that he was doing for his community? Well, uh, it goes back to the great ones. Before you've seen all the rest of we we've been calling on people, and God has sent us people to show what we can do. Mm-hmm. Like T, Marcus, all the great ones, Abdullah Muhammad. He was way out in front for economic dignity, the land that we bought from a few. Yes, we have the numbers. Our problem is not the money. We just don't know who we are. That's why we don't love ourselves. That's why we don't merge. Mm-hmm. See, we get to, we, we can operate on us and take that pause and that hate from one another. See, that's the problem. We still suffer. Where you from? What city you from? What school you went to? Mm-hmm. So we're on the outside too much. Yes, we looking at you. What kind of car you got? What kind of shoes? What is See, we're physical and don't know that we disrupt our energy here in this universe. Absolutely. Not so much this body. Body is about 2% of it. But we think we the big man dingo. And 
you know, we, we strong, but we, 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 we are strong in the ring and in football and all that physical stuff, but we don't produce nothing. Yes, sir. That's our problem. We have, have good examples in people before when they build their own colleges all over America, mm -hmm. okay? And be informed and, and school, you know. But right now, we have to go back to the basics, like Alam Elijah Muhammad taught us, food, clothing, and shelter, to get dignity and get respect. See, when you got, you have your own, people respect you. They're not just coming in your city and shoot young people down. Yes, because you, you have enough power now to pay for your own police chief and bring him in your community. Mm -hmm. You pay for your mayor. When you make sure this problem don't go along, we don't have it yet. We got the numbers. If we can bring the money together, you know, the entertainers, the football players, like my partner is saying, and uh, the boxers and all of them that making the millions and billions, they have to come and support people like us. Then you'll see a better change taking place in the community. We can have uh, manufacturers all over America and employing people and bringing in new products. Mm -hmm our own supermarkets. Until we get it like that, we always gonna be looked at as inferior people. And people gonna laugh at us because we spend our money just to look good and party the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like what Nipsey was doing out in California because he was inspiring a lot of young people. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Yes. I tell you one other thing I liked about it too is that uh, he, he didn't run the operation by himself. He had his family involved. Mm -hmm. And so it still can be done now. They pass away, right? Yeah, they're still going to be able to. They're still doing some things now. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're still doing some things now. See, that's what we have to do. That's how you build an institution, right? That we don't plan on selling our truth. Because what we want to do is leave a company around that'll be around for a long period of time, like, like a Procter Gamble. Right, that's the institution, and it creates generational wealth and generational employment, and it just uh, it, it creates other business, small businesses around it. You know, and I think that was so big because he, like you saying, trying to create generational wealth. It's just a sad thing that somebody from his own neighborhood, somewhere where he grew up, and he was like a beloved figure. He felt comfortable in his own neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That's why he didn't walk around with a lot of people because he was home. This was where he felt. Like he belonged and he he was loved there, but then somebody comes into his own community yeah. and and guns him down. It's like we have to stop, like you said, going against each other, supporting yeah. each other instead of killing one another. Yeah, you just brought up something uh, beautiful that other entertainers can look at. Uh, athletes also, right? Is that he didn't separate? Even when he went out and got the money, right? He never separated himself from his community or his people. Absolutely. See, that's why he felt comfortable in uh, uh, building businesses in his own community. Mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of them feel like they got to make the money and then go away again. And then that's what it seems like. like. Dang, man, you were just here with us. You came up with us. And now that you got money, you feel like you're better than us. You left us hanging. You forgot where you came from. So exactly. a lot of them feel that way. But I, I would definitely love to see more entertainers, you know, come back home. And, and it's not saying you have to walk around like you the man and, and show off in front of those people. Right. You can still come back with security and have people right, but just to be able to come back in and pour money into your community and, and buildings and create opportunities, I think that's just, absolutely. Just don't separate yourself from your people and your community. Absolutely. We want. We want people. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's key, champ. Um, building opportunities. That's what we have here. Uh, we we not People just doing this to look good and show off. Yes, sir. We are making jobs for people. Mm -hmm. and 
we're going to spread it out all over America. That's why we're asking for distributors to come with us. Mm-hmm. We'll show you how to make more money in one day than you're making on this job by the week. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we are 100% ready now, but we are in process of showing people how to make more money in one day than you make a whole week. And set up your own business and bring in your own products and put your brand name on It's time out for all that poverty. Mm-hmm. That's what caused a lot of hate and jealousy among us and killing. It's about the money. Mm-hmm. We poverty thinking people. That's why we kill one another. Yes, sir. Over the terrain and drug problem. You in my territory. Mm-hmm. And they come and kill you. What would you tell people, our people, to, to invest in today? Of course, our our own support. We definitely support each other. But what other things would you tell our people to invest in? Invest in the things that your community needs. Anything your community uses every day, invest in it. Because you got you got a you got an open market right there. Anything that your community uses and need every day, invest in it. Invest in the necessities, man. That people use, yes. use often, you know. Yeah, that would be, be a good way for us to have a problem. So that's what we did. We looked at the laundry detergent. And we said, oh, laundry detergent people can use laundry. They have to use All every the time. Right? Mm-hmm. So right. there was a need. There's a need. So that's how right. we got into the laundry detergent. Now, in the other investment, you, our people have to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. You have to read, man. Absolutely. Okay? You have to find out who you are and know how to run your mind. That's a problem we still have, man. Be too much on the outside, very emotional people. The best investment for man or woman that want to go in business is self improvement. That's the biggest room in the world. The room for improvement. You have to grow. You didn't put. You can't stay the same. Mm-hmm. Got to keep growing. I read a quote. One of my friends posted. It was a powerful quote. He said that um, old slaves were killed if they read, but new slaves when um, is yeah, old slaves would get killed if they read, but new slaves won't read it if, even if it killed. And and mm-hmm. it was like, man, he hit the nail on the head. Because <laughs> I like people, that one. I like people, that one. People nowadays, we we do not read, but and, and we definitely, like you said, the self investment is the best investment. That's right. Which is um, was tied into my next question with um, one of the books I was um recently reading was History of the Black Dollar, and one of the stories it was talking about was um. Black Wall Street, and back then, but Black Wall Street, like we had our own, we had doctors and lawyers, we had our own stores, like we everything that we had, and we had a couple of gentlemen that um they had land and they sold it to our people. They made sure they sold it to our people. Do you feel like we will ever get back to a point where we can have somewhat of a Black Wall Street again? It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Quickly. Yes. And Black Wall Street really is not just one city, right? Mm-hmm. Like here in Atlanta, they used to have, uh, I think it was Auburn Avenue. That was the Black Wall Street of Atlanta, right. where African Americans had the nightclubs, they had the bars, they had everything, grocery stores, uh, barbershops, and everything. So when they did the integration, they went out, they went out to the suburbs. They left their community. And I'm sure in your city, the same thing, all across the country. Mm-hmm. At one time, every close, if you couldn't go shop with the Europeans, what you had to do? You had to set up your own. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, yes. see, Black Wall Street, then the way you explain it, right, is yeah. not a place, it's a no. concept. It's a concept. Right, it's yeah. a concept yeah. of doing for self and buying from self. Yeah, I was going to say, in this book, he was talking about um, Black Wall Street took place in Oklahoma. And, in this Oklahoma. Book. Yeah. Yeah. and, the, and the gentleman, he was accused of, of raping a white lady yes. when he really didn't do it. Right. And that's always a ploy because they wanted to take they they were, they the were money was getting too powerful. Mm-hmm. They were it's just afraid. like I'm gonna have to say this. It's just like watermelons. When the Europe when when slavery ended, watermelon became a number one source of income for ex slaves. And they seen the ex slaves making a lot of money building their own houses, selling watermelon. So what they did was they put all these negative images of African Americans eating watermelon. Mm-hmm. And kill the spirit of even water and growing watermelons. Mm-hmm. So they always gonna come up with a ploy to take you down. Mm-hmm. And we just have to know the schemes of shape, Satan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of something else I want to ask you, gentlemen, about um, of course we're on a new presidency now. Um, while we're here, we're almost finished, and we'll wrap it up shortly. Um, I want to ask you, gentlemen, about when I was in high school, President Obama was out in the office. Do you do you gentlemen feel like when he was in the office? He did enough for for African Americans, or he just did what he, they would allow him to do when he was in that position. I think what he did for us, right, is created, um, and this is all by the grace, uh, grace of God, that our image as a people, right, was what we got more out of that than anything, right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just say Obama didn't do anything for us, the president, right. Do you know any other president that did anything for? Him? Not really. People, people like to say Lincoln freed free the slaves, but at the same time, when he freed them, like slave owners, they still mm-hmm. had some sort of reparations. Lincoln, the whole idea was, but the whole idea behind the uh, uh, Civil War was to unite the country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about it wasn't about freeing us, right? Mm-hmm. It was in that mix, right? Mm-hmm. See, it was about the Union separating, right? The South becoming one part. And the North become mm-hmm. another part, right? So the whole idea was that we gotta fight for the right to bring unity. Right? That's what that's what that was the real that was a real deal, right? Because right? if, if it was about being us, right, why was we treated so bad after? That's true. That's a great point. Well what 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 it showed the African American people, our network is our problem, our big power. We have a numbers now, we're close to fifty million people. That's why he won. 96, 97% of black folk vote for him. Now the other part was, yeah, you got numbers, but you you didn't you don't have the economic power. So if you had economic power, he would did more for you, but that's what his job to do. He did a lot for the banks and the car manufacturers. That's who put up most money. Mm-hmm. So but the power that we have is in the numbers right now in the 21st century. We got big numbers. Compared to 50 years ago, man, mm-hmm. when it was 20 million, you're close to 50 million people. That just like this laundry detergent. It don't take but 1 million people to send us $15. Yes, and that shouldn't be too hard to do. You got to wash clothes. All my people washing clothes. Mm-hmm. So if you love yourself, man, and if you love yourself, you'll love your people. You'll, you'll stop buying laundry detergent from any other people. Absolutely. There's no excuse for you still just running and buying that. And you know this laundry detergent has been tested now for all these many years. Why are you still, what is the reason? Why can't you buy your own? Why shouldn't you buy your own? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to tell you one other thing about what I just talked about. You asked a question about Obama, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, I think one of the things that he did do for us, right, that we have we're not using now, is that he created, he allowed this, this thing to pass called equity crowdfunding, which means that you can crowdfund, right, and people become an equity partner in your business, right? Which means that we can pool our resources and build businesses like that, right? As opposed to going on on Wall Street, right, and going through all the things you have to go through in order to raise funds, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the greatest things that that, that came out of Obama that would help us if we if we started to use it. You know, just take a, just get a chance to look it up called equity problem. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the number one thing he did because you know African American they still want somebody to hand them something. Mm-hmm. We, gotta get, we gotta get away from right. that. Mm-hmm. There's no president gonna solve your problem. That's true. So what I think the number one thing he did he raised the um, the, the spirit of African American people mm-hmm. because they said, okay, well, the president, he's a he's a black man, and his name wasn't Charlie Jones. His name was Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a that's an African name all the way around. Mm-hmm. So now we see this. I said, wow, but it helps. It helped the spirit of African American across the board, whether they realize it or not. It helped that spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you this way. I was in, uh, I voted before I left, right, and I was in Thailand yeah. when, on November eighth, right, when he okay. was elected, right. I got up the next morning after Obama was elected, right, walking down the streets in Thailand, mm-hmm. and this is what the people said: "What am I saying, Obama, Obama?" Yeah. So you yeah. can see from that right there, it raised, yeah. it raised us up yeah. from just singers and dancers yes. and all that, right, to a yeah. different level. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. How? And I try to with this platform that we have. We try to promote entrepreneurship and show people that like that look like us that you don't necessarily have to be an actor or or, or entertainer. I mean, an entertainer or athlete to you know to be somebody and create yes. your own and provide for your people. You can be an entrepreneur like you, gentlemen, and, and stuff that we're doing. Like you don't have to be an athlete or entertainer to always be be somebody and be a celebrity or something like that. It's, because this to me this means more for us. That we're creating our own, and like you said, our own ownership is and our own opportunities. But um, I, and I'll tell you this as well, these gentlemen. Um, just the last two interviews we had, we had uh, Johnny Sizemore and Carrot Greer. They they there's some they uh, write plays, and then we had Miss Sulanda Hammond. Sulandia Hammond, she writes plays as well, and she said one of the things, and it's true what our what our community is when we try to support each other, we always look for stuff cheap or free. And we all we don't like we always say that stuff is too hot and we always want a discount. But we have to get out of that mindset of not yes. supporting each other. We we all we need okay. to support. Okay. Now, because uh, sometimes with quality, now we shouldn't produce a product that's not quality. Absolutely. Just to get the money from our people. Mm-hmm. We have to have the best. I'm not saying that we have to be better than other people, but if you want to put a product on the market. Make sure it's good quality. Absolutely. We should, our people should demand that of us, and we should make sure our people, we give them good quality mm-hmm. products. And the other thing she said was that a lot of times people think when it's black owned, it lacks quality just because yeah. it's black uh, owned. Yeah. That's right. that mm-hmm. Mr. Johnson, I right, yeah. absolutely, yeah. and it's not that case just because it's black owned, yeah. it doesn't lack the quality. So sometimes our people, we even if we have the same product, it could be the same exact product, but just because of the name on yeah. it, we'll go get it from them in, instead of our people. Yeah. That's that's another one of the um, that you have. But I got a couple more questions, and we'll wrap it up. 
Next year is election time again. If President Trump ends up winning the election again, which for some reason I have a gut feeling that he will. I don't know why. I'm, I mean, it's a long time between then, until then. But if he wins again and gets reelected, what should our people do? Business as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, remember, America is owned by the creator, not the president. Mm-hmm. Keep your uh, get knowledge of the creator, knowledge of yourself. Uh, no one can stop you. Nothing greater than you. God creates you. Damn the president. Mm-hmm. If he's not a balanced person, God gonna take care of him. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna get away. The things he's saying and he's doing, no. And one thing, um, any person that make mistakes and say bad things and you don't want to uh, ask for forgiveness, something wrong with your mind. You're not, you 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 like an enemy. That's games of Satan, like my partner is saying. You're not good for your people or good for nobody. Everybody make mistakes, but clean it up. He, he say some bad things. Go ask for forgiveness. But he said, no, he don't want to forgive. And I, I don't, uh, when you see the five brothers they put in jail up there in New York, now he, he wanted them to, he wanted them. Yeah. Took out a front page, I know, a whole page ad, New York Times condemning them. Paid for the ad. Mm-hmm. So this man, I mean, he's a man, but he don't stop anything. Nah. Mm-hmm. You, think the, you think the Chinese people worry about Obama becoming, I mean, uh, Trump become they their program gonna keep going. Russia, their program gonna keep whether Trump in the office or not, that's the way we gotta be. Mm-hmm. If Trump be back in there, we gotta keep going. If they elect somebody else in there, we gotta right, keep, keep going. going. We, we can't back up. Yeah, now. we can't rely on the government to, not, to, yeah. to take care of us. No, no exactly. Not, 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 not. Absolutely not. Yeah, and it was one of the things my uncle told me growing up was um I remember him saying it was that one of the issues was a lot of times when, when the government is taking care of us and giving us food stamps and house Section 8 and stuff, like people feel like, you know, man, if I'm not working and the government is giving me all this, what do I need to work for? So exactly. that's that's kind of what kind of hinders us because yes. when we're getting taken care of by by the government, then we feel like we don't need to work. We need to, then we're good just because yes. we're getting free money, we're getting free handouts. Mm-hmm. It destroys this self esteem. Like, uh, I'm not even telling a lot of do it. It gives us a spirit that we're mm-hmm. doing things for ourselves. Sure. Um, just a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up. What other um, business ventures can should we expect from you, Jeremy, going forward? Products. We can expect some more products. Mm-hmm. But we're going to stay in the land of household products. Laundry detergent, we came out with a free and clear. We had this is our first product, which is uh, our ankle. This is uh, the one with the uh, blue. Now we have a free and clear. So we came out with this one. So next one we have coming out, God willing, in September we have a fabric softener, a, a cotton seed based fabric softener, one of the only one on the market. Mm. Amazing. Um, final question for you, gentlemen. What is your ultimate goal? And I can let all of you. you it's, know, it's, a, it's to build a business that's an institution that would create generational wealth and that would be here long after we're gone. Mm-hmm. And not to sell out, because it would gain the support of our people to help so that they can be a part of building it and watch the next generation take it over. Yes, it's, it's to be able to help 
my people use more of a own potential that God helped bring that out. We have a problem with just looking at success as being a physical thing. I don't feel good unless I'm helping somebody else coming up. Okay? I'm dedicated to try to turn a person on. All of us got unlimited power, and but we're only using a small percentage of, it, of our mind power, very small. Mm -hmm. Even if did the research on Einstein, one of the greatest scientists of the 20th century, he only used about 5-10% of his mind power. Okay, mm -hmm. then we put too much of self-imposed limitation on ourselves. There's no limit, right? It's not like we said earlier, the, the government, the, the president, they can't stop what God wants for you. Absolutely. Okay? I want to see more people use more of their own power in this country, especially African-American people. I love all people, but I like to see my people get more strongly in the black community that we can have you know, uh, more peace and stop all this trauma with stealing and hating and killing. You take your neighborhood and make it the best neighborhood. Yes, sir. Okay? But you can't do it unless you know yourself and love yourself. So we also... We'll be producing books and movies on stuff like that yes, to wake the people up. Yes, All right? sir. Looking forward to it. I would like to be working on helping younger people establish their business, their business also. Now, they see three young, older men working together. So, wow, we can work, give them inspiration for they can work together. Right. And all they do is just take, you can't work with everybody. You just have to get the people that you feel comfortable working with. Mm -hmm. And work with those people. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Muhammad uh, Salim and uh, Raheem, thank you guys for for this interview. Um, I enjoyed the history lesson. Um, I really appreciate. It. It's been an honor sitting with you, gentlemen, learning about your um, larger detergent, your business endeavors, um, the the history lesson. Because I knew you, gentlemen, went through, grew up, and you've seen so much in your time. Yeah. So it's just an honor and a blessing to still be able to sit with you guys today and, and hear some of these stories because, man, it's, it's, it's inspiring. It makes, uh, of course, we already wanted to invest in ourselves and our people, but now hearing your story and how you gentlemen band together, um, it's really been an honor. Oh, one, one other question, though. When you, when you talked about um, Dr. King and um, um, how he, um, integration and everything, did you, did you get a sense of he, he got any kind of pushback back then because he wanted us to, to be equal. I wasn't living back, I was born in 59. Okay. So that was kind of like a little bit on the end of my time. So I can't really speak on that, but okay. I can see that most of the people were with that. Mm -hmm. From what I see from history and most of the people were before Dr. Dr. King. There's a few people that didn't want him to integrate. Mm -hmm. Now those was the uh, best of our minds. Mm -hmm. The one who wanted him to integrate, we should never integrate. The point, yeah, yeah, um, Dr. King admit that before he passed. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Dr. King was real close to Muhammad Ali and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Okay, he talked against the wall of Vietnam. Um, he admit he fought hard for us to eat in the European man restaurant. It would have been better off to teach us how to have our own. Right. Yeah, I, ain't got no more. I don't care about it. <laughs> but the other part, though, he saved before he passed. Even though he integrated us in a house that was on fire, it was burning. 
No. What he meant was the morals of this country dropped so bad and the killing and the hate they have done to other people. He was a man of knowledge. I respect him. He was a he was another uh, call that we called for. Uh, we needed saviors. We needed some help. Like, mm-hmm. And your mama, your grandma, all these people was praying and asking God. And he was one of the ones too that God sent to us. But you see how the country went down in marbles right here in Atlanta. Atlanta was not the same place. When I came here in 1985, 86, uh, I liked it, the people here in Atlanta. Men are Jackson, Herman Russell, some of the great historians. But Atlanta now is known for perverted town. It's headquarters mm-hmm. for the for the perverted people. Mm-hmm. That's not what these guys were standing for, man. They wanted dignity. They wanted their people to come up. Mm-hmm. So King was one of the greatest of our people, but he knew that we was gonna catch hell again. Even though we go to school with this man, we eat with him now and on his bus and all that. But that didn't help us look at the condition we in now in Atlanta. We don't have one big supermarket. How many million black folk live here in this city? How many people be in some churches on a Sunday? 3,000 over here, 4,000 over here. And they run to white folks to eat, pile up in their places. Okay? Like we can't do nothing for ourselves. That hurt us. I, I think that uh, you can be right. I think it was Dr. K understood one thing, right? That uh, he was all about us treating people right, not becoming what we was fighting against, right? Not becoming hating people because of the skin, color of their skin, and all that, right? And I think that one of the things that, uh, like Ali was saying, like he was talking to Malcolm, he was talking to uh, the last Muhammad, right? And see what the unity. Talking about bringing us together as a people, right? And anytime you start doing that, you're going to have trouble because mm-hmm. divide and conquer is a lot of the people that brought us into the situation. You know, what we don't do for ourselves, right? If you don't do for yourself because it's a divide and conquer mm-hmm. spirit that's being put into every people. Mm-hmm. Mom, this will be my final question. I apologize. Just, I enjoy sitting with you, gentlemen, and just hearing these stories. But after Dr. King passed, how, how was that move? Um, in our, in our community, African American community, when he when we find out he was like been murdered, was it like a somber mood, or what? Did people just rally even harder? How how was that mood? If you remember, um, how the community was. Well, I, I just remember it as being uh, uh, people very sad people because uh, uh, of his leadership, right, and his ability to bring people together. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. So, so that hurt. That hurt. That hurt our people very bad. It did. Uh, that was in 1968. It was a revolutionary time. I was in Vietnam. Couldn't imagine being in the jungles, walking, looking for somebody to kill. And then uh, they was doing the riots happening in Newark and Detroit during that time. You heard of the riots mm-hmm. in the inner cities. Mm-hmm. Now. You had black men living in the jungles looking for somebody to kill, and they was killing your people down in the city of Newark and Harlem and Detroit. So that was a double cross for me. I mm-hmm. felt that I was double cross. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at an Ebony magazine. On the front page, I saw the National Guard with a shotgun on Springfield Avenue, okay? Mm-hmm. And I saw a black lady laying down. This man had a sick eye in his mouth. Those scenes never left my mind. Mm-hmm. No further up, I saw a black kid laying down. National Guard, this killer. All the people was doing was running in, picking up some food or some beer 
stuff like that, but they just shot them down and killed them. They bought the uh, big tanks up to the projects that I was living in. Shot up the place. They put terror in the people. Okay, that's that's what you see why black folks didn't mind dying back then. See, the revolutionary was strong. That's why it took people like Donald Elijah Muhammad and like my partner say, the people need to look at him a little more instead of looking at uh, even Markham was a great leader too, but it wouldn't have been no Markham or Muhammad Ali for it kind of wasn't for this little man Elijah. Okay, and you have to. You, you have to recognize, man, and, and, and put your energy in the people who love you now. Mm-hmm. So we carry that energy that he passed on to us. It's in so. us now. So that's why we want people to come to us. And even if, if you're not buying the larger detergent, then there's a reason why. You got to wash clothes. Mm-hmm. Search your heart. And say, what these brothers here doing ain't nothing greater than this. Let's back this. We back in our history. We back in our own kind. Mm-hmm. One more question. Who, who, did, who did people gravitate more to, towards to that you could tell between um, Malcolm, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King during that time? Who, who did our people kind of gravitate more to? Malcolm um, it was great. Dr. King was like a modern-day prophet out mm-hmm. there, okay? That's a man was again was in touch with the creator when he speak his words and things he taught black folks come from on high. Mm-hmm. He wasn't an ordinary guy. He was in tune. He was tapped in, tuned in to the creator when you hear the words of Dr. King. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Malcolm was the same way, but King taught. He he, he did touch more people. And just like the other great ones out there, all those people that we prayed for, and God sent us somebody. Like sure. He sent the Jews, they sent Moses to them. But I like to know, I like to say this a tree is known by the fruit it bears. Now, I came from the school of uh, Muhammad Malcolm X. Now, so what I'm saying is that the people that King led, those people failed. They failed them. What they doing now? Because they should have been taking up the mantle and followed and kept going what he did. Mm-hmm. Kept it going. Right. They dropped it. They dropped it. A lot of them went after politics, uh, fame, and everything else. Mm-hmm. They dropped the mantle. Mm-hmm. I agree one hundred percent with that because I liked that his young son after King died, his son gave a speech and his son said, "I want to build an army." The reason why I want to build an army in the black community, I want to destroy poverty. I said, I'm down with that. But now look, he dropped the ball. You don't hit him no more. Yeah. You're right. Mm. See, we need people like that now. That's what we're trying to do, build an army. Destroy yes, this hate, man, and this poverty. But we can live a better life in our own family life. We the one that got uh, going. There's more out there in other cities like us too. But we want people, man, to go on the website, man, and buy mm-hmm. the laundry to go to We Buy Black. Go to DeltruProduct.com and purchase the product. You see better leaders in your community. Leaders is coming up in Atlanta. When we buy black, the young leader who have that right now. He's here with us. Okay? We are dedicated to bring out the best out of people. We want our people to grow. To use more of their power that God gives you. Muhammad Ali was the same way. Dr. King was the same way. Uh, Elijah Muhammad the same way. They gone. But mm-hmm. we still here living. 
Yes, sir. So you got to tell the people over and over, man, buy that laundry detergent. Mm -hmm. Come become a distributor with these guys. They'll show you how to do it. Yes, sir. Right. And go on We Buy Black and you can buy champ boxes, the laundry detergent, buy your toothbrush. Yes. It's made by your own people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of products on there that you can buy. It's made by it's made by us. Yes, sir. And we circulate that money and it's provide jobs in our community. We just like anybody else. If you buy from us, we got a business fight. We're going to have our own kind. Everybody yeah. does that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing racist about it. Yeah. Right. So we have to stick together, like you said. I, I actually saw, um, like I was saying, Killer Mike. And thank you to Killer Mike for, for bringing it up. Um, trigger warning. He was, um, he did a, it was the first episode where he was only dealing with, with black owners. So if it, if it was anybody, uh, if a car wasn't made by somebody black or anything, or a bike or whatever it was, transportation, food. It had to be black owned, and that was one of the first episodes, and that's how I found out about um, WeBuyBlack.com uh, and, and a lot of those different awesome. websites. Yeah, and see, with Trigger Mike, if a lot of the other entertainers would do the same thing, support and talk about black businesses, right, that would give us more it support because it's our people that support them. It's yes, our sir. people going to see their movies. It's our people that's buying their music, right? Absolutely. It's our people watching them play sport. So they, you know, like Killer Mike is a good example. Of shouting out the businesses, right? Getting other people to support the business and other entertainers should follow. I appreciate that. Killer Mike, um, David Banner, those are two, two definitely. Taraji um, P. Taraji P. Now, I love one of my favorite journalists is Charlemagne the God. He he absolutely he'll post T-shirts where he from WeBuyBlack.com. Um, I always like um, BlackSportsOnline.com. That's why I started doing some of my writing. It's another website that. That supports um, black business and gives black journalists journalists a platform. So it's so many so many platforms and entrepreneurs that we need to invest in, invest in ourselves and our people. That will definitely make a big difference. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. We had Sarah Silverman, uh, Jada Pinker, mm -hmm. uh, Taraji P Henson, uh, Killer Mike. You know, all of those people have, have bought the detergent man and put it on their social media. Yes, sir. So that's a great blessing. Yes, sir. So we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I want to thank you gentlemen again because it's been an honor and pleasure. Thank you for the history lesson. Thank you for for the uh, laundry detergent. Thank you for, for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for allowing us to just be here and uh, sit with you thank gentlemen. You. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Exactly. Yes, sir. It was more than an honor and a privilege. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And real quick before we get out of here, can you tell everyone again how to find all your products? You can, you can go on We Back Black. Com. You can go on thetrueproducts.com and we buy black. And if you like to, you know, if you want an Amazon people, you can go on Amazon and buy it if you have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you can buy it off Amazon.com also, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, thank you, gentlemen, again. I appreciate it. Um, it's been an honor and a privilege to sit with you, gentlemen. Also, thank you again to um, my family, uh, Marcus Brunette at HGB TV for. Um, been helping us out today and also Miss Charlene Davis and Charlene's Home Cooking back in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So if you gentlemen ever make your way back that way, make sure to um, stop by Charlene's Home Cooking. Um, some of the best home cooking you have. So thank you again for, for being a sponsor. Hope everybody enjoyed this lesson and um, remember support black businesses because we definitely need to invest our money back into our communities and each other. So until next time, keep chasing your dreams. It's a Crossline Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah.